Everything's blah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that always makes for the best podcast. So, oh, so I had, so I had uh, the musical that I was in. Yeah. It happened this weekend. Um, sort of. Okay. So officially, it was canceled. In terms of it was no longer open to the general public to attend, but uh-huh. we did open it up for family and friends of the cast. Okay. So we were supposed to do four shows. We ended up just doing two, one with the main cast and one with the understudy cast, mm-hmm. which honestly was fine by me. I was so distracted yeah. by work um, that it didn't even matter. Mm-hmm. Um, so that got canceled. And a band is canceled for a while, uh, including our concert that we were supposed to have in about a month, but at least we were able to postpone it until June. So it's not Mm -hmm. all bad. It could be a lot worse because this was going to be like a big event. Like the, uh, if you remember when you came to rehearsal, the director's son uh, Mm -hmm. has cancer and is also a world-class trumpet player. And he was going to be part of the concert along with one of his other world-class trumpet friends uh, and do a whole bunch of stuff. And it was going to be a big fundraiser for their Cancer Research Foundation. Oh, wow. It was going to be this whole thing. And I think the plan is to still have it be a whole thing. They're they're just replanning it and moving it back. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's good that it doesn't have to just disappear because that would suck. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's also good that they're moving it back given... They like have to legally at this point. There's no gatherings yeah. greater than 250 people. Oh yeah. So, so yeah, all that has changed. And then uh, today was the first official day of complete work from home for everybody at the office, except for a few of us, including myself, who needed to be there in case terrible things happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but starting tomorrow, like it is literally. The only people allowed in the, are starting Wednesday, technically, because tomorrow we're offering another day for people to pick up stuff that they need. Um, but starting Wednesday, it's uh, for the foreseeable future. The entire office is closed to everyone except for the warehouse workers who need to ship books and our CEO, mm-hmm. which is makes sense. So I'm back in my house and I'm going to run up to Best Buy tonight and get an Ethernet cable. <laughs> just in case my Wi-Fi sucks more than I think it should. Because if I'm, this is the bigger issue is uh, I will mm-hmm. be substitute teaching almost for sure over the next few weeks. Yeah. Luckily, I didn't have to today, but it's, you know, very possible that I'd have to do it every day for a while now. Um, mm-hmm. And I just want to make sure that my internet is solid. So I'm going to get an Ethernet cable and run it from my modem by the front door all the way to my bedroom. Mm-hmm. So That sounds very wise. Yeah. It'll look ridiculous, but it'll get the job done. When have you cared about something looking ridiculous? Fair. Functional reform. <laughs> That's Definitely like true. quintessential Mark stuff. So For the most part. <clears throat> I, I care a little bit about how things look. Yeah. Like typesetting. Okay. But that, but that's where form meets function. Yeah, because if it's typeset really poorly, then it doesn't function as well. Exactly. 
Exactly. Mm-hmm. How are you doing amidst all this, Grant? I don't L- know. Last, last week it didn't feel all that serious, and now, at least on my end of the world, uh, partially because of work and partially because of people I know, mm-hmm. it's like over the past week it has accelerated to just absolute craziness. Uh-huh. How is it near um, you? It's it's ramping up, definitely. Um, I'm trying really hard to keep those around me calm, um, mm-hmm. especially like family and stuff, um, because I don't know. I'm just trying to focus on like um, being like aware and alert and not anxious about it. Like, yeah. Knowing what's going on, knowing how to behave correctly and how to behave in the best way possible, but not like freaking out and doing stupid things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, there's been, I don't know, my like I have a job where I can't work from home. And so yep. <laughs> it'll be interesting to see how this whole thing progresses. Um I I also work in an industry that um like will probably stay open for the most part throughout this unless like it gets to the highest level of seriousness mm-hmm. um because our industry serves products that are selling rapidly at the moment sure. so um yeah so I don't know. It's it's kind of a lot of stuff up in the air right now. People are like nervous at work and like obviously being careful and everything, but mm-hmm. it's not like it's not like crap has totally hit the fan. Um Yeah. I know that you'll probably make some noise uh after I say this, but I'm gonna say it anyway, in anticipation. Yeah. You would think that a lab full of chemists could, you know, uh, wash their hands and do all the things that they should do uh, just regularly and yeah. so this isn't necessarily out of the norm like you're not like your typical work mm-hmm. day stuff like you're not you don't need to do much crazy stuff yeah the the, the you would think part of that statement is exactly very that's why that's why I knew you would um, make a noise <laughs> yes but like in general I'm not super worried for my own safety at work. Um, Cause it's like, I wear gloves pretty much all day. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm not touching my face with those gloves. Um, I know other people don't have the same chemical hygiene as I do at work. So yeah. for them, it's more serious, but like, there's also things like people just trying to keep their distance or kind of reminding people to keep their distance when they're coming up and like talking really close to you. Mm-hmm. Cause our labs can be kind of loud at times. Um, but Overall, it, it's a lot of just like wait and see, see how things kind of progress um, and how my company responds. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. A lot of stuff's up in the air right now, but we'll see All right. in terms of that type of stuff. So I don't know. Cool. Yeah. All right. I have, but, a, I have a separate story to share with you. Okay. Hit me with it. So I uh, I was at work today, right? One of the few people in the office, and I needed to go grab some lunch. So I ordered some Chipotle from my phone, went and picked it up. And I ordered a carnitas burrito. 
double wrapped because it sounded good. Um, and you don't need to feel like whenever I, like, I never want to ask for that specifically if I'm in the line at Chipotle, unless they like mm-hmm. are close to breaking my burrito. And then I can kind of mm-hmm. lean in and be like, it's totally cool if you double wrap that, you know. Yeah. Uh, but online, all I need to do is tap a button that says double wrapped. It's amazing. Um, so anyway, I got this burrito and I go back to the lunchroom and I pull it out and lo and behold, I see a burrito bowl. And I'm staring at it like, and they have like the, like the entire order is on a sticker on top of this bowl. It says very clearly, you know, carnitas burrito, double wrapped. And I'm like, what the heck? How could they have messed this up? Like, cause originally when I saw it, I thought, oh, maybe cause I reordered something that I'd previously ordered. It's like, oh, maybe I just totally like blanked out and hit the wrong button to reorder something, uh-huh. you know? But no, it was like on the thing. It said carnitas burrito double wrapped. And and then it hits me and I open it up with a smile. And there is my burrito because it was too big to wrap entirely with foil. Uh, <laughs> so they just put it in a burrito bowl thing. <laughs> I was so worried that they like put the sticker on the wrong person's order and you got the completely wrong meal. Nope. I got exactly what I wanted and it was okay. amazing. Awesome. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, it was it was yeah. nice. It was a good burrito. Okay. Yeah. I I had Chipotle for lunch today too. No kidding. Um, but that wasn't the first plan. I went out with a couple coworkers hoping to get sushi, thinking it would be completely empty because Americans are stupid and assume anything from an Asi- Asian country is from China and people are another level of stupid and are avoiding Chinese food. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just thought it would all it would all line up and like the sushi place would be super fast and empty and it'd be awesome, and they were closed. Um, <laughs> so they so might it, have been. <laughs> it seems like the the stupid racism either either the comp the restaurant was trying to be extra careful, which totally respect them for, or the stupid racism yeah, they, of they Americans. Had too many days of just literally was, nobody. Yeah, yeah, that's rough. So, but, mm. yeah, but Chipotle was good, so that's fine. It's yeah. Sushi does it's sound terrible. good. That's going to be the hardest thing. Mm-hmm. Can't go get sushi on a whim. Yep. Or at least I yeah, guess I shouldn't. Yeah, you're totally right, Mark. That's going to be the single hardest thing. For me? <laughs> not saying for everybody. We all We're all fighting our own battles, Grant. I feel like you've been talking about, like, all these huge issues with work. <laughs> yeah, but those aren't like problems. <laughs> it's just okay. things I have to do. Okay. Versus not getting sushi is a th- sushi is a thing I don't get to do. That's a big difference. Uh, okay. Things that no, I have I... to do. It's just work. You know, mm-hmm. like yeah, it's stressful. I'm working more than I normally do, but it's that's a that's like a frame of mind that I can be in for a while without it affecting mm-hmm. me that much. Like, like I can pretty naturally be in the mode of yeah this is just stuff i need to get done and i'll work a few extra hours because when i come home am i really doing all that much no not really so whatever Mm -hmm. um and it helps it helps that i care about what i'm doing you know Mm -hmm. like i like dealing with software i'm happy to help people try and learn it as best i can and i'm very invested in uh the kids that we have 
uh, having a good time in our classes, partially mm-hmm. because it's just a nice thing to be able to do. It mm-hmm. <laughs> lets us keep our jobs. And in a difficult situation, especially for a lot of these kids, like a lot of these kids are very smart and stuff and their parents are relying on us to keep them occupied to some extent while their schools are closed until their own schools figure out how to deal with the whole situation, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, work stuff is work stuff, but not getting sushi. Hmm. Okay. Especially because I don't feel like I could make sushi on my own. I think that's the biggest yeah. thing. Yeah. Like in theory I could, but I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. So right now I have a, what do I have? Did I tell you that I had a rice aroni last time? Do you mind? I don't remember. Yeah, I have a bunch of rice aroni and I have a bunch of spaghetti <laughs> stuff. Yeah, these sound like things that you would just love to eat. <laughs> I mean, spaghetti's good, man. I don't eat much spaghetti. The last time I had pasta like that was when we went to Olive Garden. (laughs) (laughs) You're so precious, Mark. Thanks. Uh, Yeah, I got some eggs. Eggs are good. Yeah. I'm I'm glad that I got eggs like a week ago because my my roommate and I went to the store this weekend and uh, it was brutal. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, th- like it's always funny seeing what isn't touched, like what people really narrow in on, and what things are not touched at all. Yeah, you know, like they had so much breakfast cereal. I feel like that would have mm-hmm. been something that people would have gone for, but no, no, plenty of breakfast cereal. But there is not a single bread item in the bread aisle, other than like a few boxes of Hostess desserts. That's what I've heard. Like, I just wanted some English muffins, man. I was hoping that at least English muffins might be spared, but no. Mm-hmm. There were none. So I need to yeah. go check that out at some point. Because mm-hmm. uh, this weekend I had a an English muffinless breakfast sandwich, which in other words is just a fried egg on top of a piece of Canadian bacon with a little bit of cheese in between them. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah a little uh, underwhelming yeah i've got some lunch meat and i'm i'm preparing myself to make um sandwiches with the lunch meat as the bread or something yeah actually no i'll probably just get some like lettuce with big leaves or something and do that unintentionally go but, keto <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh all right I figure I'll, I'll eat enough sketchy mixes of food over the next couple of weeks because of like Things that I would normally have as a staple in something just being gone. Yeah. But. I'm probably going to... I've been really loving my cheese and crackers. Mm-hmm. I've been having those a lot. Or cheese and meat and crackers, excuse me. Mm-hmm. I would never have just cheese and crackers. Oh, okay. It's a fool's game. Wow. A fool's game, I say. Fancy boy over here. No, a fancy person will eat just the cheese and cracker. I need some spicy oh. meat to... Ooh, Get spicy it all down. meat. Not spicy just meat. meat. Spicy meat. Well, yeah, I'm not just getting like a baked ham or something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> spicy. Spicy meat the balls. Oh, that was a joke that I loved as a kid. <laughs> Do you know what that's from? I don't know. I never knew what it was from. There are a few people who always said it, and I had but no you... idea where it was from. I still At least I'm, I'm glad you're... It's from The Mask. 
It's a a Jim Carrey oh, movie. No, I, okay, yes, I've seen The Mask, but only like once a long time ago. I so it doesn't resonate with me in that way. Yeah, I barely remember any of the movie, but one thing I vividly remember is that scene and just losing my mind as a kid, and it was like my thing for the next like four years. Is like every time I burped, I would say that or something. And I'm sure it was horrifically annoying to everyone around me. But like young Grant thought the statement that was a spicy meatball was just hilarious. My my burp scene, the burp scene of my youth, as it were, <laughs> would be the one from Elf. Mm. For sure. Yeah, I can see that too. I can see that for you. Yeah, that was a good one. But also Elf just holds a special place in every every member of my family's heart. It's one of the mm-hmm. few movies that my dad will sit down and watch with us and also laugh at. Aww. Yes. That's sweet. Well. Well. You know, it's feeling like it's getting to that time of the evening. I so. think so. so we've got Are you some... feeling what I'm feeling? <laughs> oh, I- I'm feeling what you're feeling. If you you're smell what I'm, I'm stepping in? <laughs> yes, I do smell it. <laughs> and it smells like some loose parts by David Blazik. <laughs> and so so in the scene we have a a office kitchenette with a, a coffee maker and some just random crap on the counter in a microwave and there is a a man standing there with his coffee mug and a bear standing in the kitchenette holding a fish in front of the microwave, which has an open door. Um, and the man is thinking, oh no, this guy's not going to microwave fish again. And so the, the comic is titled Trouble at the New Shared Workspace. I did that kind of backwards, but... That's okay. Got the point across. Yes, you did. Do you consider your, like, break room or, like, kitchenette at your place to be workspace? Or do you consider it to be not workspace? Um... I guess I consider it a space at work. Uh, There are people who are known to occasionally do work in those spaces. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way that it's set up, it's like, there's kind of like a... The upstairs break room is like a just more or less a kitchen, but there's a small alcove that's kind of out of view when you first walk in. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes people will go there and just kind of chill out with a laptop or some papers or whatever. It's just an easy place to go um, where people kind of don't actually look ever. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you can just kind of, you can like go into the refrigerator and look around you and all of a sudden there's someone there and you're like, huh? don't mm-hmm. mean to be bothering you. <laughs> um, downstairs break room slash the lunch room is much less of a workspace. Okay. In my opinion, that's very much more of a, mm-hmm. um, just a room. Yeah. Uh, so. Okay. Yeah. I forgot that people can like work in there if you're if you have work that can be done like that. Yeah. 
I'm often very self-centered in my view of work, and I assume everyone has the same experiences as me, but that's not true I mean, at all. I, I sort of feel the same. Like, I don't know if you guys have a break room. Do you have a break room? Yeah, we have, like, little... We've got two, like, lunchroom, kitchenette, break roomy type things. They're they're mainly set up like a like a little lunchroom or something with, like, tables for people to eat at. Um, but lots of people don't, because they want to eat at their desks or go out to eat or whatever i don't know i don't get it we have a pretty strong like i think it's technically a policy not everybody follows it but it's technically a policy to not eat meals at your desk yeah like we're fine having small snacks but we very much frown on people having a full meal at their desk yeah i think it should be more frowned upon in my workplace too because people's desks are like right next to the lab benches but I don't make the rules yeah. and I don't enforce them, so I guess that's how it works. Yeah, I think for us, uh, I'm sure it's a mix of at least two things. The two things that come to mind are the proper workspaces are all carpeted versus the break mm. rooms and the lunchroom are tiled um, with like linoleum or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, people don't expect smelly things in the workroom. It's fine to have them in the lunchroom. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, hmm. So honestly, when I was thinking of this, I just kind of clicked around on this comic and found this. I'm not. I don't really even necessarily want to talk shared work about shared workspaces. We can, um, but I was mostly just thinking about the fact that I'll be working from home starting tomorrow. Mm-hmm. In a sense, I will have a shared workspace though, because both my roommate and I are working from home. Mm-hmm. Um. And I'm just kind of thinking about how that's going to work, just the general dynamic, um, how I'm going to stay on task. Um, mm-hmm. Granted, depending on how long this goes on, it may be a non-issue this week. Uh, most of my time is accounted for. Mm-hmm. So I have uh, no option but to <laughs> be occupied. Yeah. Because I'm going to be in, like, video calls the entire week, probably. Uh-huh. Which will just be a joy. Oh, that sounds like it's going to be wonderful based on how you said the word enjoy, or the phrase. I mean, in the moment, I don't mind it too much. But mm-hmm. at this point, it's like, it's a mix of, this is really hurting my voice. And yeah, just, like... Uh, the target keeps moving uh-huh. on what I should be telling people. Yep. So it's just sort of like it's difficult for everyone. It's like I am the one person now in charge of like I, I am where the buck stops when it comes to getting people trained on Zoom. Mm-hmm. Like I am the one who trains the directors who train everybody else. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I I find it, I'm not quite sure how to handle working from home for like a very extended period of time. Like I've always enjoyed doing it for a day here or there because mm-hmm. it's nice to just get a change of scenery. Um, But this is a very different situation. Yeah. So I don't know if you have any immediate thoughts. I know that like it's not something that you are uh, <laughs> imminently facing. Yes. Um, But just like. Uh, general ideas that you may have 
I'm curious so, if anything comes to mind. I think it might even be interesting because you aren't. It's not something that you need to be thinking about. You might yeah. have some uh, off the wall things to say that might be helpful. So you're talking. You're asking just to clarify. You're asking me about working from home and strategies for like staying focused and getting your work done. Yeah, or, or, or maybe even just more broadly, like uh, dealing with being at home for so much. Oh, you know, okay. like I think it's a mix of things. Of my my uh, apartment now is now everything. Yeah, you know, and before it was only a few things. Hmm. Well, actually, I have a question first. So, are you not allowed to like leave your apartment, or like leave your place, or like? No, I'm not. Uh, San Diego is not quarantined in that way, um, but, like some other places are. Like, are there places like that? Cause that's what just... I was telling you. Oh, is that like, San Fran- yeah. the, San- the Bay Area is like that? So, like, Aaron can't leave her apartment except to go to the grocery store or to like go to a pharmacy. Wow. Like, okay. like it, the cops can, like, stop you and just, like, tell you to not go out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, like, New Jersey just instituted a curfew, which was the catalyst for a lot of what happened today at work of getting ready to help teachers teach entirely from home. Yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah. So, it that's just... the situation in some places. Because... Mm-hmm. One one piece of advice I was going to have is, like, go out and take a walk um, mm-hmm. because it's just good to get out for a hot sec, at least in my experience. Mm-hmm. Um, this might be difficult for you with how – and it probably won't even work for you because it's more of a mental thing for me. Um, but, like, in my life in general, I kind of establish, like, like mental – not, like, physical spaces where I'm in a certain mental – like mindset and so like at work i am in my work mindset and so like when i enter this space it it automatically triggers me to start thinking about work things um versus when i'm at home i'm at home and i'm relaxing and doing at home things but so if you're if it's all combined into one split space i was going to say like try to create subspaces within your apartment like at my desk is where I'm doing work right now. And if I want to take a break and do non-work things, do it somewhere not at my desk Mm -hmm. so that like I'm in work mindset here and then I'm not worrying about it when I'm other places or so that I can focus better when I'm here and I'm not getting distracted by other things when I am here. Um, But I don't know if that, that probably won't work for you also because you have a very like (laughs) nice setup stuff. Um, well, I mean, that is also how I think of things. Um, I, I am very much a proponent of compartmentalizing, uh, like things that you are doing to places. Mm-hmm. And I think that, like here, like it's not something that I think I would have consciously thought about in this current situation as much. Mm-hmm. But doing something a bit more proactive of like, oh, I can set up my little camping chair somewhere else. Yeah. You know, and make sure if I'm taking a short little break, I'm doing it, like, not at my desk, um, but somewhere else. And then once work is over for the day, I can try and mentally switch back to, like, okay, like, the laptop is closed, work is over, Mm -hmm. um, and be okay with that. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think those are all good ideas. 
Yeah. Because I was just thinking, like, if I was in your situation, I would definitely, like, have either my desk or, like, my table or something set up as, like, a workspace where when I have my computer there, I'm doing work stuff. And then, like, if I want to, like, even if I'm in the middle of work and I'm just, like, thinking about something unwork-related that I want to do, I would I would literally, like, unplug my laptop and move into, like, my bedroom or, like, my living room or, like, onto my couch or something. Mm-hmm. And I would look it up there. And then even if it was just, like, five minutes, I would come back then. Because, sure. like, for me, I try to be very specific about, like, being very careful with that. So I don't – for me, it's, like, almost tarnishing, like, the space that I have is my workspace. Um mm-hmm. Because I've I've found it can be a slippery slope at times, personally. Sure. Um, just because I know I we have different levels of self control. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, another thing is I would say just like kind of going along with the idea of getting up and going outside for like a walk or something is like doing something to get some sort of exercise because if you're just like sitting in one place in one room all day. Mm-hmm. it's gonna at least for me it would really really become a drag and kind of a real stressor on me yeah that's one of the things i'm most worried about is like i, I use a standing desk at work mm-hmm. and i don't get to do that anymore <laughs> yes so that, that'll definitely be annoying uh, at times so, yeah, that's definitely something I need to think about. Maybe use it as your chance to get ripped. Like, oh, every yeah. 30 minutes, do some squats or something, bro. That's right. Do some push-ups. I don't think I, I de- my current schedule will definitely not allow me to do anything every 30 minutes. Okay. okay. <laughs> at, at best, every hour, because that's not even a given. Yeah. I did get lucky today. I had two straight hours of training, and luckily both of them ran about 15 minutes short. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to think of I'm trying to think of exercises you could do like at your desk without being like weird even if you're in like a video conference with someone. <laughs> Kegel exercises. Uh, that that was the only thing I could think of. <laughs> and I was trying to wait till I thought of something more before I no, brought it up. No, no, I can just uh do it pull an alpha move and just like have dumbbells strewn around me that I just pick up at <laughs> random during a video conference. Yeah. I was gonna say get order some of those um the really douchebaggy um hand grip trainers. Yeah. And just, like, squeeze them and then just like put your arm out of camera and just start squeezing it. With just my forearm in frame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll convert my desk chair so that I can just it can just sort of like recline into a bench press. And everybody's like, Where'd Marco? And they just see a, a barbell going up and down. Yes. Oh, and then they just think, oh, Mark's getting swole. Let's not bother him. That's right. Or else he'll beat us up when he comes back. That's right. He's getting ready to punch the hell out of coronavirus. Whoa! <laughs> uh, good stuff. Good one. That was a good zinger. That's right. We're chock full of them here. Yeah, we're gonna get. I'm, I'm gonna get so much cabin fever. I'm gonna have a. I'm gonna spend like half my day just writing jokes for the next week's podcast. Oh my gosh! You can like Snapchat me or something, or like contact me. Like if you <laughs> if you need if you need human connection with someone who's not a coworker. Uh, I know. I'll. Uh, we'll see. 
That's Mark's polite way of saying, yeah, I'd probably choose someone else. <laughs> no. Uh, I did this weekend. I watched uh, a new musical made by Team Starkid. The same people who did like a Harry Potter musical. Okay. That's who I thought it was, but I wanted to check. Yeah. It's called Black Friday. Ooh. I recommend it. Okay. It is very well filmed. Oh. They have uh, come leaps and bounds since they were in college. <laughs> oh yeah. So the the last one that I saw was um, I think Twisted. Okay, that one's really good. I really like that one. Yeah, and I was really impressed with that. I thought it was super good. Uh, a local theater company in Minneapolis did a sh- did a show like they did Twisted, oh. um, and I got to go see that with a couple with Aaron and my friend Brandon. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really funny. Uh, but yeah, awesome. last year it was, it would have been fall of 2018, I think. They came out with one called The Guy Who Didn't Like Musicals. Mm. Um, and so I, I watched that one and that one was, that one was really good. And then this one, Black Friday is sort of like a, it's, it's set in the same universe. Mm-hmm. Um, so like they kind of do a callback to a couple of characters oh. um, from that one. So mm-hmm. it's really good. A good way to kill two hours if you need them yeah. killed. Yeah. So, all right, let's proceed. Alrighty, righto. Grant has brought nine Chickweed Lane by Brooke McEldony, Mickledowney. Not sure how to pronounce that one. That one's weird. Yeah. I'll go with my first one, McEldony. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah. Um, so we have uh, t- two frames that are sort of a mirror image of each other. Ooh, how exciting. How artistic. Uh, the one woman, uh, the woman on the left frame is looking at a row of, I guess, ballerinas of a sort, some sort of dancers, all posing up in a line. Um, and she is saying, man, oh no, the thought bubble's to someone else. It's to one of the dancers or something. Oh shoot, I didn't even notice that. Is it? Like, it looks like it, doesn't it? It looks like it, but I, I don't know. Well, anyway, on the left, we have a bunch of dancers, ballerinas, whatever. On the right is another woman walking along a, it looks like she's in a barn. So it's a stall, it's a bunch of cows stalled or something like that. And on the left, a woman saying, we used to live in the same place, experience the same things. Now we're divided between city and country. And the other woman completes the thought. And our lives are so completely different. How touching. Yeah. Gosh, your thought bubble observation really threw me for a loop. I'm trying to figure out what the... I don't get it. I don't know. I feel like that this know. is just like a... Either you need to know more about this comic. Yeah. Or the comic artist made a mistake. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Um. But... Anyway. um, Do you have any ideas of... Any things from this? Any things that sparks in your fancy or in your mind? Not in your fancy. Um, um, that I'm sure at some point in the future this might describe the lies of myself and some of our friends, but right now it doesn't really. 
<laughs> no, I didn't even think of that. I assumed that's where you were going. <laughs> oh, no, it, it it isn't at all, but... Okay. Okay. Um, no, explain, so, your, explain yourself. <laughs> yeah, so I chose this comic for this week because um, in it, at least based on my original reading of it, <laughs> um, I interpreted it as like there's these two women and they're thinking about um, how they used to be in the same... I'm just going to reread part of the comic anyway. So mm-hmm. that they, they used to be in the same place and experience the same things, but now they're in different places and experiencing different things. But I wanted to kind of turn that a little bit and ask you about, um, cause I, I was thinking about when you're in a situation with someone else and you have two very different experiences of the same situation. Mm-hmm. And, um, when that's why eyewitnesses shouldn't be trusted. Yes, very true. But <laughs> like when you're when you experience that in your own life, and you notice later on that someone was that was there with you, or that was kind of experiencing the same thing or the same situation, and they had some a vastly different experience of it. Does it ever make you kind of like? backtrack and reassess your own experience or are you normally very like comfortable in your experience and it makes you more question their experience i think it depends um like i i know that i definitely have a a a very self-confident belief in my own memory Mm -hmm. i'm sure a lot of people do that's kind of how memories often work yeah um so when there are things that are like objective facts that I can verify, you know, verify against my memory, mm-hmm. uh, I'm typically pretty confident in my own experience and think that someone else is misremembering. Or I can be, I think I've gotten better over the years of uh, being somewhat realistic and acknowledging when my memory is more spotty than I want it to be. Uh-huh. Uh, but in terms of situations where, like, it's not necessarily the memory of it, like something that you're specifically remembering, but, like, the way that you experienced it. Um, yeah, like a subjective that's, experience. Yeah, like maybe the way that you perceived something. Yes. Um, That definitely happens. And I think that's another thing where I've just tried to get better at being more empathetic. Mm-hmm. But I definitely for a long time, and sometimes I'm sure still am, um, not immediately receptive to the other person's experience. Yeah. Like, it's not my automatic reaction. Because, um, I mean, part of this comes down to, like, you know, people that you know who are more optimistic or more pessimistic or whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever istic thing you want to say. You know, people say, oh, I'm just being realistic. Oh, what does that even mean? Who knows? Um, I don't know what it means when I say it either. Um, but, you know, people have their own biases about how they perceive things. And uh, they both have their own, you know, gains and faults. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure that people who are optimists are wrong just as frequently as people who are pessimists. If your if your basis of wrong is something that could technically be objectively checked, okay, 
you know, but it, it's often very difficult because a lot of this can be things like, oh, social interaction. Someone says uh-huh. something and I hear it one way and someone else hears it a totally different way. And I hear it one way because my background with that person is maybe I'm better friends with them or maybe I understand their sense of humor or maybe I totally don't understand any of those things and the other person does. And so I take it super seriously or hard or mm-hmm. get insulted and the other person's like, no, 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 you have to understand. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, and whether that's good or not um, is whatever, but you could technically check. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I mean, this is also a whole other can of worms also of like, yeah. you know, oh, you were offended. Do you have a right to be offended by something that mm-hmm. um, by many other measures is not offensive by many other, like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. In any case, like that's a whole tricky <laughs> thing as well. Um. <laughs> Is that sense of perception. Uh-huh. Um, Do you mind if I cut you off quick? For sure. Go for it. So I'm going to pull us back here a little bit. So we started with about you experiencing something with someone or the same experience as someone else, but perceiving it differently. Now I want to ask you about, say, someone has been having an experience in a situation for a long time whether it's they've worked at a company for a long time or there's a restaurant that they've gone to a lot and then separate from them you've had that experience once and then you're communicating with them afterwards and say with the example of a restaurant they have told you like oh my gosh i love this restaurant it has it oh they always have great service um yeah they're like oh no the server spat my food last time (laughs) yeah like, like if they if they say they have one experience and then you're – or that they've for a long time had a specific experience and then your single experience with it is very different from theirs. Mm-hmm. Does that – I don't know. I don't have a good intelligent question with this and I'm hoping you can just segue it for me. <laughs> yeah. I mean the, just that whole situation is always weird and it shows yeah. up all the time in anything that involves something that could be considered service. Uh Um, So when I worked at Applebee's, this is something that I probably cared too much about and stressed myself too much about was people's experience at Applebee's. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But that's something that you see a lot of people who come back and they have good experiences because they kind of keep coming back and they become regulars or whatever. Like there are many reasons why someone could have a consistently good experience. Part of it is setting expectations. Yeah. So if I keep going to my favorite restaurant and once I get some new server who messed something up, it's like, oh, no, don't worry. Like, I know what this is supposed to be like, but, you know, it's okay. Um, Like, you can have a good reaction to something or you can have a very bad reaction to that. And maybe if it's your first time, you have different expectations set by the person who is talking to you about going there all the time. Uh Uh-huh. Um. And this is something that I do care actively very deeply about with the work that I currently do, um, where, you know, if we get a student into our uh, system and they have a few good experiences and then they keep on coming because they like the whole setup and because they're kids, they can't always say specifically why they enjoy it, but they can say that they definitely enjoy it because it works for them. You know, it fits with the way that their brains work. And then you talk to someone else who tried it out and really hated it. Yeah. Um, I mean, you even see this more broadly with school. Like, why do some Mm -hmm. of us enjoy school so thoroughly 
and other people have some great disdain for it. Mm-hmm. Our like my experience throughout all of school, except you know there are a few annoying teachers, but overall I had an overwhelmingly positive experience throughout all of my schooling. Mm-hmm. And there are many reasons for that. Just like there are many reasons for someone who had a negative experience, or I can say, oh, I love this teacher, and they say, oh, like I had that teacher briefly and they sucked. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, like, yeah. Similarly, I don't have like a good question or comment other than to sort of validate like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that happens, and it's just kind of a thing that happens. Everybody has different outlooks on how they're going to handle all these things. Yeah. So one one kind of final question here, and I'll I'll just mm-hmm. hope for a short answer. Um, so back to the restaurant example. So if you're the person who goes to the restaurant and your first time you have a bad experience, but there's people who you are listening to are saying that oh it's always good, it's always great. Does it? Does their feedback ever will it make you, in kind of a general example, want to give that place a second chance, or do you generally trust mm. your own experience and say, mm, I, "I just don't think it's worth it at this point"? Uh, that's probably situational. I would say, yeah, if it's someone who convinced me to go, it's probably something that I would give another chance, unless the experience was so horrific or misrepresented for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um. This reminds me. Do you did you ever watch Friends? Mm, okay, tiny bit. Then, then never mind. I okay. won't. I won't, I won't make this reference. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you like, off. I'll tell you off air. Sounds good. 